0: Good morning and welcome to today's Almost Daily Devotion. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to start with the first verse, and it goes like this. I don't want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them, and they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples for us, so that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not become idolaters as some of them did, as it is written, The people sat down to eat and drink, and they rose up to play. We must not indulge in immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents, And do not complain as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. These things happened to them to serve as an example. And they were written down to instruct us on whom the ages, ends of the ages have come. So if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. No testing has overtaken you. That is not common to everyone. God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. Now this passage is one of those that's used in pretty bad ways, that is used as a cudgel or a battering ram or a hammer on people. It's one of those passages that we use to say, you don't measure up, you're not good enough to be part of our group unless you do xxx next, right? And we use this passage as a way of excluding people, as making people not feel like they're good enough for God's love. As a way of saying, unless you live up to my standards, which, by the way, I can't even live up to, then you don't, you're not allowed in. You don't count. And I think part of that is because Paul is working in an environment where he's trying to separate the church from, from the culture around it. He wants to, he's forming a new organization, a new distinct group. And so he's always doing these extreme contrasts with the society or with um, the religious traditions that came from before. He's always drawing these big black lines in order to help them see that they're not part of this group anymore. They're part of this new thing that God is doing. And it's really dangerous. It's really dangerous. They tell you um, in parenting, if you have more than one child, not to compare your children one to another. Why, why can't you clean up your room like your brother did? Why can't you get good grades like your sister does? It's you know bad parenting 101. And you can tell Paul didn't read any parenting books. <laughs> and we have to remember that Paul has an attitude of extremeness. He is a zealot. He is somebody who goes... Full bore, whichever direction he's going in. And he's not particularly interested in nuance. He's not particularly interested in how it affects people um, on the inside. Unless it does so in a way that convinces them to have more faith in God. To have the right faith in God. And so when Paul tells us all of these things about the Israelites. And the numbers of ways that they fell. And the number of ways that they strayed from God. He's doing it in a way that indicates, that tells us that we will stray from God too. We're going to make bad decisions. We're going to make bad choices. But God did not forsake the Israelites in the desert. God did not leave them in the desert. God still extended them grace, even though they did all of those things that Paul lifted off. There was still grace. There was still a commitment from God to these people. And while... We should make good choices, healthy choices, strong choices that help us to have a more secure life, a better life, a healthier life. God does not forsake us when we make those mistakes. God does not leave us in the desert. God does not leave us onto our own devices, but instead walks with us. Instead extends us grace and love. So maybe this passage doesn't have to be a text of terror. Maybe it can be a text which brings us joy because we remember that whenever we stumble and whenever we fall, God still offers us grace. God bless.